Lynn, but we are celebrating. If you haven't noticed, you can look up. I, I think there was something recently that said, don't look up. But, um, but if you look up, that stuff's actually going to fall on us at some point, a strategic moment. But we're going to celebrate. And, and I was telling Larry, Larry was helping me do this. I was thinking, you, you know, if, they, if there would have been balloons in, in uh, you know, out on the prairie, you know, with, with David, David probably would have written a song about balloon celebration, don't you think? <laughs> I think he would have because, I mean, you got to have balloons if you're going to celebrate, right? <laughs> so uh, I guess the stars sufficed for him or something. That, but, uh, but we're so blessed here at New Life Church. God is faithful, and he's doing some things here that, that we're going to celebrate uh, today. And we're not just celebrating five years, but we're celebrating what God's doing. Amen? Um, Every, every year is a year of, of proving God's faithfulness. And so we're going to celebrate that today. And we have some testimonies coming up. But how many like a testimony service? I grew up, we had a testimony service every evening service anyway. And they could be rather entertaining sometimes. But <laughs> so we're going to be entertained here this morning. Uh, is it, is, was it Zach first? Yeah, why don't you come help me? This is my help me, Pastor Kim, and uh, she she meets all my needs according to her, to his riches and glory. <laughs> they all pour through her. <laughs> so. no, no, no. <laughs> Praise God. Let's have Zach, and I don't know if Laura wants to come with, but Zach's going to no? come. No? Oh, but you look so good. <laughs> okay. So we've asked everybody to give like a two- Two, three minute uh, test, testimony what God's done in and through New Life Church and, of course, his faithfulness and, and all that you've been setting your hand to. So. Aren't it good to be here? Good to be. I, first of all, I want to just thank Pastor Stephen and Pastor Kim because what I'm getting ready to discuss, we, we had discussed together and basically my process was to throw out the fleece and believe that my pastor and his wife would, would support me. And um, allowing God to, his favor to open up the doors. So for most of y'all don't know that I work for the federal government. And um, my job with the federal government keeps me away from home. The, the only way that I can explain it is the time that I spend in the Marine Corps being deployed. I'm, <laughs> I'm gone away from home for months on end. Um, so we were, we were, this is one of those seasons in your life that we all go through where Laura and I were, were having to make a decision. Um, you cross the threshold, basically. Uh, this month, I'm eligible for retirement at 62 from the federal government. Um, so I was with Pastor Stephen in the process of trying to make a decision. And um, at the same time, my mom and dad are at that age in their life where they need care. So I was, you know, trying to decide uh, whether I was going to accept retirement this month or you continue my service with the federal government. And um, through that process, I decided to, to just kind of throw the fleece out and, and talk to my supervisor, who's fairly new, and um, actually had in my mind uh, other alternatives that I could do within the federal government. And it... It really worked out to where, um, with God's intervention, I ended up receiving a promotion and a move where I can actually be at home. Praise God. At home, be at home with my wife. Um, as you all know, as, as husbands, and Laura and I are going on 42 years of marriage this month. Woo! So, I love my wife, and, and you know, as the word says, we become one spirit. So it, it, it's difficult when you're away. Yeah. And it's just hard. And not only for, for Laura, because she's, she's got to take on the responsibilities that I would generally be doing at home, caring for my horse. And, 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 and really, um, my wife is not the only one that missed me. My horse did. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back at home. And, uh, 
she's just been unbelievable. And I can tell, you know, when you work with animals long enough, especially horses, they're not stupid. And they, they understand you. They understand your character. They miss you. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They miss yeah. you. So, uh, um, you know, the word says, I believe it's in Matthew, where the, the Lord is aware of your needs even before mm -hmm. you ask. But that's, that's the whole thing you have yeah. to ask. And I'm not the kind of individual that will go through fasting or a lot of prayer. Obviously, you can tell I don't need to fast. I'll just throw the fleece out. And my faith is great enough to believe that because I've seen God work so many times in, in our life. And so, um, praise God. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Thank you so much. Love you guys. We counted, I think we've had about nine people in this church have promotion just since the first of the year. And we're only in, am I on? Yeah. And we're only in the, what, May. We just started May. So praise God. Yeah. You know, every time we, we receive uh, the giving, the tithes and offering, I declare every, up front here that God is increasing our people in every way, spirit, soul, and body, increasing every day in every way. And I just believe God honors our obedience. You know, you guys are givers. I believe that he honors. Did you want to say something? What I wanted to say was that, you know, for me, my character is I want to do things. I want to do it out of my own self. And the word says not by your power or might, but by his power and his might. And in this case here, this situation was was pretty dire for me um, because of my dad. And uh, so I just finally said, God, let it be your will and not my yeah. will. Yeah. And in this move, this move upward, I'm moving from where I'm at in construction into the engineering department. And um, actually, I didn't create the job. The job was there. And the job, the, the, the background that I have, the job had been open for several years. Wow. And I read some of the emails through the management and uh, the district conservationist at the federal office, one of her words were telling the, a, a lower supervisor that this is a win-win situation. Now, I didn't create the position. God did. Amen. But it made it, it made it available to where my expertise and the background that I had, it's I am perfect able to fit. fill a position that they've been looking for yeah. okay. for several years. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Amen. 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 We do we do believe that that it's important um, and, and it's and it's good to see the fruit taking place in, in people's lives. Yes. You know, we've been standing up saying that confession over our, our giving every every week. Um and it bears fruit, you well, know, you... Uh... The other thing, too, is that you, you need to rely. You need to rely on, on your pastor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't come to him and just say, will you pray for me and, and not expect something in return. Yeah. I, my faith is that I know that he will and his wife will. They'll pound the heavens. They'll, they'll strike the arrows. Yeah. And so I see the, see the door open. And it's, it's just... You do that out of faithfulness because you know that they are anointed. And so you Amen. need that anointing. Amen. You know, and that favor, that favor Amen. quality. Well, and we all we all need each other. That's that that's that connection thing. And it you're when you're connected, you can expect uh, results. Amen. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you all. You Hallelujah. Thank you. Praise God. Come on up. So we've asked Kat. Kat's new to us. Kat and Noel. Kinda new. Kinda new. They've been down the street for quite a while. They were our neighbors, <laughs> and our, our grandson went to school with their son, and we met each other at Founders. Yep. So, All right. Yeah, that's part of, <laughs> part of how the Lord works in such amazing ways. I think I, I can look and see where he has planted little bits and pieces, little seeds, and, and someone else comes and waters, and... And I'd say, like, one of the, the first seeds was how we had initially met, Noel and I, and, and just how much the Lord has, um, I feel like, impressed on my heart about relation, relationship, 
connection. Kind of what Pastor Steve has been speaking on a lot is connection. And I feel like I've been nodding, oh, this is for me, this is for me. Okay, there it is again. <laughs> this is another thing for, <laughs> for me. And then sometimes it's, it's stepping on the toes moments where you're like, wow, Lord, search my heart. And I, I really feel the Lord has been searching my heart and showing those places and showing the light in the dark corners where I feel like I've, I've kept up some walls. And, you know, you think like, oh, I've been doing fine, whatever, you know. I've been in church all my life in some shape, way, or form. Uh-huh. Um, but yet, but seeing just the importance of the, the beauty of relationship with Christ. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the biggest part of my testimony really is, is the heart. And, and how much he wants the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's like, okay, God, please don't let me cry. But I feel like I'm one of those criers that sometimes I just can't okay. speak without crying. But um, Cry I think on. that the Lord has really <laughs> shown me that the power of the word to break down walls. Yes, walls good. around the heart. Mm-hmm. And even though at times in life where I was like, oh, I'm, you know, I give of myself or whatever. But it's like, where's the heart? Yeah. Where's the heart? And yeah. so... I feel like that's probably the the biggest working that I've really seen in these last few years, and 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 I've really feel that it was God who brought us into our lives. Like, like our sons hadn't even had a first day of school yet, and it was family night, I think. And and our son Austin, who will be a testimony up here too one day. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, a lot we're standing on and believing for for him, and and I also see the. His heart, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, Austin crawled up some climbing, climbing gym thing, and Brayden was sitting on top, and it was the first conversation he struck up with Brayden. (laughs) And then they were sat next to one another. Yeah, of course, (laughs) the two of them. And then they sat together, got in lots of trouble together for chatting all the time together. (laughs) It's just how they roll. Yes. And so, you know, that led to carpools together and just, and, and just the Lord impressed upon my heart really hard to reach out about getting in with ladies, the ladies group. And just one door opened after another and he continues to do his work and, mm-hmm. and you know, always wanting more, to press in for more. Yeah. And more of his heart and more of his light and just what that does in our lives. Amen. And so I feel like it's, in our family, in our relationships, and above all, you know, having him first, seek ye first. Yeah. And to hear directly from him yeah. what that does. <laughs> thank you so much. So thank you all. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's the important thing, right? Is our heart being changed, our heart being touched? Amen. Praise God. We've asked Becca. Now, if you were here last week, Becca gave a little bit of her testimony Um and I'll just repeat that part really quick. She, yes, yes. She had a, a stroke 10 years ago and was unable to stand on your left yes, side. Paralyzed. Paralyzed. The do- well, they told her she wouldn't function. She would be a vegetable the rest of her life. And she stood and believed God and said no. Now, this has been 10 years. So she's been believing God for the things that have been not been in operation correctly. Continue to stand and believe God for things to be in full uh, complete wholeness. Yes. And so two weeks ago when we were in worship, she said, you felt the all power. The, yes, all the numbness left. All the power. Yeah. Yes, the power of God was Just there so worship. strong. She felt yes. the numbness leave. She was able to stand on her left side. But yes. I didn't know the second part. So I want her to tell you about the second part. The second part was uh, I grew up and my mom and my brothers and I were very strong readers and um, yes, of course, the word, but then also Christian books. But after the stroke, any Christian book that I would try to pick up and read, um, the words would jumble together and actually like dance around. Mm-hmm. And hmm. it would just be like, I don't know, like a pull on each other. And I couldn't read. It was it was very cloudy. and I was, That was after the stroke? Yes, full of confusion. And it would actually give me uh, like a migraine, and the words would not like be still. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, it, it was very odd, very yeah. weird. I knew that was the enemy, 
And so I would just rebuke it and go on. Well, after like the fifth or sixth time, I was like, Lord, when you want me to read, just tell me. Now, I could read the word. I could get in my Bible, and that never happened. Huh. But it was always a Christian book. It didn't matter who it was by. That always happened. So for 10 years, I haven't been able to read anything but the word. Hmm. And I just sort of like let that go. And I just felt like that will come later. I had other things to deal with or things to focus on. Mm -hmm. And I just kept trusting the Lord. And I said, okay, Lord, you tell me when I'm ready. You tell me when it's time. Well, two weeks ago, Emma gave us the, the book for the new members class. Yeah. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to open this by faith. And I expect to read. I said, I'm tired of this. I put up with it. I'm not going to tolerate it anymore. And I said, I speak that I have perfect clarity and that I can read with no problem. And um, I read the first line and I was like, oh, I can read. So anyway, to make a long story short, I'm trying to be fast. I can read now. Praise God. Yay. And I can read as fast as I did before the stroke. Wow. wow. And I can read with clarity. I'm wow. not confused. I know exactly what it's saying. Praise and the Lord. And I don't have to read about Amen. the same sentence twice or three times. Mm. Just once. So Praise God. I give God all the glory Amen. for that. Yes. Praise the Lord. You know, I want to just encourage you when we're in worship. I'm going to ask JP and Nadia to come on up. When we're in worship, don't, don't think that you're just standing here singing a song and nothing is going on. There's power in our praise and our worship. And the Spirit of God is moving in this place. And if your heart is open and ready to receive, you'll receive what you have need of. She received a touch from heaven and now can walk and can read and praise God. So praise whatever you have Lord. need of, just reach out and receive it with the hand of faith. Even while we're talking now, the presence of the Lord is here to heal to provide, and so we're so grateful. We love, 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 love this couple. Aren't they beautiful? <laughs> they make us look good. <laughs> JP and Nadia, um, I just asked them to share because he got a promotion as well, and then Nadia's going to share about um, our, our prayers don't just stay here. We pray for people outside of here, and we're affecting other people, not just here, and so we stood with Nadia's sister, and she's going to give that testimony. So go ahead. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Uh, it, uh, we bless God for what he's been doing in our life. Uh, five years, I think, of, it seems like it was just uh, yesterday. Yes, I know. Um, the Lord has done so much for us, and uh, we thank God for Pastor Steve. Pastor came for their prayers and speaking over our lives. You know, um, You know, we, we like to give because we love God. And like, I like the, you know, what we quote every morning, uh, you know, when we give because we love God and we want to see New Life Church to do, you know, yeah. what God's God has called us. To yeah. And uh, God has been so good to us. Uh, moving here in Texas was not, was not easy. And there was a lot of things that happened to my company where I work for. Uh, and... There was, uh, we acquired, I'm not, I'm not sure, maybe 20, 25, or 50 maybe, companies that we have acquired, and there was so many wow. changes that's going on. Wow. And um, it's weird how God does things that uh, my boss went to see his boss without me even knowing that this is what I want for him, okay? And let's say he says, so I want this for me, but I also want JP to get this, this as well. Huh. So... And he got it, and also I was, was as well promoted, and uh, I got the, it just the way when I look at the numbers and what, what God has done, it's just, it just incredible. doesn't make sense. It, just, it doesn't make sense, and yeah. it's way beyond our comprehension. Yeah. And this is mostly just because of our faithfulness of giving mm -hmm. and, and serving God. Yeah. yeah. And uh, God is amazing, and I believe that uh, God, the, God is going to do more in this church. Uh, the Bible, say, the Bible says that the the glory of the prison house will be greater than the the the, the, the former one. So I believe yes. that God is bringing the church to another level, yes. and we need to continue pressing on and Amen. God do miracles. Praise God. <laughs> uh, glory to God. So uh, my sister, uh, I, first I'd like to thank uh, again the pastors uh, for the support and their prayers and for the church for the ladies, for the entire church. Uh, I believe it was two years and a half 
two years ago, my sister was diagnosed with uh, lupus, and um, they said that uh, it is not curable. And I remember one Sunday after church, um, my sister called me and said uh, that my sister was unconscious and she lives in Houston. So we asked the church right before to leave uh, to pray so, uh, for my sister. And when we got there, uh, she was unconscious. Uh, she stayed in ICU for seven days. Uh, the doctors told us that she was not going to make it. Um, the lupus attacked her kidney, her lungs, her heart, and her legs as well. Uh, because of that, uh, her legs were infected. So her legs were swollen and they had to remove the infection. So they opened her legs and uh, they had to remove the skin, take some of the flesh. So it's been very, very, very hard for her and for us as well. But with the prayers of the church, and uh, she spent seven months in, uh, at the hospital. She wasn't able to walk. She wasn't able to talk uh, for that period of time. But thanks to the living God that we serve, Amen. Uh, she's now walking, and she uh, can talk. She's back to her life. Uh, last week, she had another surgery, a skin graft surgery. Everything went well. Uh, I believe three weeks ago, we prayed for her at the uh, ladies' meeting, and the surgery went well. Uh, the graft was able to stay. Uh, she's still recovering, but uh, it's going well, and Amen. she's making progress every day. So I really, really want to thank the Lord because he has been faithful to our family. He has been faithful. Uh, we prayed. We Praise seek his Lord. face. And today my sister is alive. They say she was not going to be alive. And I thank the Hallelujah. church. I thank the pastor. And I praise the living God that we praise serve. Praise God. So we have, some, uh, we have some ministers coming this next year. Uh, we just have a short video that we're going to show. Uh, two of them we support regularly. And... Um, we're excited about each time we do have a guest minister, though, and, and really want to encourage us to, to, if you want to make note of some dates and kind of arrange things, it's good for us to be here. The more that we draw on people, uh, the more there, there's a supply. I know this for myself, that, that, that the more there's a pull on uh, from, the, from your side, the more is, is drawn out. And so we're going to have a great time with these, these guys. So let's look forward to this and plan on being a part of this. Let's be smart enough to watch these events come to pass as a setup that we're about to leave the planet. Let's, let's let that burn in us in Hobbs to go, okay, how do we get more youth? How do we get more kids? How do we get more people? Because we're about to evacuate the planet. Think about the generation. Think about 40 years ago, 50 years ago when people talked about the rapture and people were like, oh, yeah, whatever. We talk about it now and we're so close to it that there's no telling how close we are to it that it freaks me out. Yeah. If I got into detail about it, I'd go, oh, my God, I can't believe we're that close. And every God wants to work with you the next 12 months to where you look at what he's planned for your life and you don't just say, that's nice. He said, I got a plan for you. When you look at it, you're going to say, wow. We got the wow factor going around here. Our faith is in God. We're not just going to say, everything's going to be all right. We're not settling for mediocre and whatever man can do in ordinary. We believe God. He's the almighty God. We have a wow factor working here. We don't want to believe lies. Our senses, our head, our emotions, our feelings will always say, you don't qualify, you're this, you're, you're, you're lazy, you're a sinner, you're this, you're that, you don't qualify. But what the Bible says, if you're a Christian, I'm seated in, we're all seated in heavenly places in Christ. We're new creatures in Christ. We've been blessed, Ephesians, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, past tense. When you're born again, it says we all receive a measure of faith it's up to us what we do with it. It's good for you to hear about people in Turkey, in Iran, amen? People that you may never, never meet on this side of heaven. And some of you will never be called to go, but you can still be activated in all four of these at the same time, amen?
You say, well, how can that be? That's impossible. Well, it is impossible for us as individuals to be engaged in all four of these at the same time, but you can be a part of the church. Amen. That is. Amen. So you being a part of the church, you can be activated in all four, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost part of the earth. And we're gonna see a harvest uh, in places you're gonna, you're gonna get in heaven one day and there's gonna be people that you had no idea that you touched. When you were praying in the spirit, you were praying for them. When you gave and, and finances were directed in some outreach or something, you connected with them and brought in a harvest. You had a part, amen? And I love what C.T. Studd said. He said this, he goes, the light that shines the farthest shines the brightest at home. That means if you're global-minded as a believer, as a church, you're gonna shine bright right here at home. Amen. And many of us, well, let's just say all of us, this is what is happening. When you begin to understand this life on the inside of your spirit, this life of God, Righteousness put you in the position. The life of God became this wonderful possession on the inside of you, this healing power on the inside of you, which, which really, 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 it really, really is true that by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed. It's true. I know many of you have been frustrated with it, been mad about it, say, I don't understand it. I, I see that it's true, but it doesn't look like it's working. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It is the truth that when he forgave you, he did heal you. Guys, listen to me when I say this. If God sees you as forgiven right now, and does he not? If he sees you as forgiven, he also sees you healed. Because that's who you are. It's not something I'm trying to get. It's who I am. My wife let me know there's also going to be a lady coming. If you didn't notice, those were all men in October, October 1st. So uh, what's that? We'll be, we have wonderful ladies' events. They, my wife, man, and everybody around her know how to put things on pretty, pretty great. So uh, good things to look forward to. Uh, I just want to encourage us um, just for a few moments. Can we just take a few moments and just talk about this celebration that we have today? And, and I, uh, I was thinking about it, how, how important celebrating uh, what we've experienced in God is for going forward in God. Um, and I, I had a, I just had a, a few scriptures to go through here real quick. So there was a period of time, remember, remember what God, he, he promised, he said, you know what, if you'll walk in my ways, I will bless you. He, he, he wanted to dwell with us. And, and uh, there was a significance of, of how things were done. Remember when David actually uh, went ahead and, and built, he said, I want to build a place where God can live. And I, I thought about it this way. God didn't just say, hey, that's a good idea. He said, that's such a good idea, I'm going to tell you how to do it. You know? <laughs> so we were, we were putting up these balloons yesterday. And... Uh, I called Larry and I said, Larry, I need some materials how to, how to do this. And Larry says, well, I, I hear that you're gonna do that. It's not just a good idea and you don't just have my permission. I'm gonna help you do it. <laughs> that's how, that's how a big deal it is to God about dwelling together, about being together, right? And remember what he said. He said, you know what? If you'll, if you'll dwell with me, if you'll be with me, there will be blessing that comes on you. And if you don't, you're going to lose your country. You know, that's kind of what we're going through in America today, I believe. Is, 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 we're really in danger of some stuff, but I'm, I'm thankful that we're still here. You know, there's still some salt here. There's still a, a hope for us. Uh, but it's, it's God. It's God that's the answer here. It's not, not anything else. But, but what did he say also? He said, but if when you are dispersed... When, you're, when, when somebody in your history has caused you to lose your country, and this is what happened. Remember, they were, they were taken to other countries, and they were conquered, and other kings were dominating them, right? That's where we got Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? They, they were taken into other countries. Well, there was a guy named Nehemiah, and he was actually the cupbearer of the king. 
And what he did is, is he, uh, it was actually something that required a lot of character. Because what the king drank would either mean life or death to him. If somebody wanted to poison him, you know, it's like, well, this is how you would do it, right? So this person that's going to be a cupbearer has got to be a person of, of significant consequence anyway. But this, this guy named Nehemiah, he, he heard about back at home in Jerusalem how that the walls of the city were crumbling. They're ill repair. And it was interesting because what he did is, he, is that wasn't just a, a small thing to him. It hit his heart because he knew of what God had promised, that there, was, that there was a blessing that God wanted to have us together in. And so what he saw in the crumbling of the walls in Jerusalem was a dishonor to God. He didn't just see it as, as, a, as a physical thing. He saw it as a dishonor to God, and so it really crushed his spirit. And he didn't just see it as a physical thing either. He saw it as the people being affected by that, as a dishonor on the people of God, okay? So let's look here in Nehemiah 1, 8. And he's referring to this. He says, remember, I pray, the word that you, you commanded your servant Moses saying, if you're unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and keep my commandments and do them, though some of you are cast out to the furthest parts of the heavens, yet I will gather them from there and bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. So what, what he's doing, he actually went into fasting and prayer. This one man heard about this thing that was not right. People were actually not living in the fullness of their relationship with God. And so what it did to him is it caused him to go to his knees and begin to get a vision for what it could be. And for that to happen, he would have to go there and do something about it himself. And the king was the one that was going to have to give him permission. And so he's praying unto God and he says, God, in order for this to happen, what I'm seeing here is how one man with a vision can change things. Amen? But it, it, it's, it's, not just, it's not just coming up with an idea yourself. This was a heart after God, and he saw people as the cause, not just building something. Yeah, that's it was the people. Yeah. So he's actually, he's calling God to remembrance. Isn't it weird to you, the, the concept of calling God to remembrance, it's like God could forget something. But I was thinking about it, kind of like how we took communion today, or we received communion, you know? Uh, because what it does is a, a remembrance takes a reality from the past and brings it into the present, okay? It's not just remembering something that happened. A remembrance takes it into the now, okay? And so this is what I saw Nehemiah doing with God. He's not reminding God. He's not saying, God, remember, I, 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 you look like you forget, so I'm going to remind you. He's not doing that. What he's doing is he's taking what God said in the past and in the remembrance of it, he's saying, remember you said that? Let's make this a now thing. Right? He said, I will, I will bring them to the place which I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. So you know what? We can take God home with us right now. We can, we can be alone with God, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. But you know, God sees this, what we're doing right now, and this building right now is very, very precious. Because he... He dwells in the, in the praises of his people in a different way than he does with us alone. Do you encounter that? I'm thankful for that. Because I, I have a wonderful, precious experience of God alone. But what I, I, I need, it's like David said, I, I long for the, the courts of God. I long for where his praises are going up, where it's not just me. David needed that? Well, I think we all, because uh, it's the way God made us. He likes this dwelling place idea, right? <laughs> Again, he's a, he's a Larry. He says, I'm going to make the dwelling place. If you're going to talk about dwelling with me, I'm going to make it. I'm going to help you out with this, right? Now, these are your servants and your people whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand. Oh, Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants. 
who desire to fear your name and let your servant prosper this day, I pray. And grant him mercy in the sight of this man. He's getting ready to go to talk to the king. He said, because I'm going to have to talk to the king if I'm going to be able to do anything about this. Isn't this wonderful? So a man gets, some, he gets a vision for something to do for the sake of God, for the glory of God. And the whole purpose of it is for people. He said, it's about these people. He's talking to God right now, isn't he? He's talking to God about a vision that's going to require people. All right. It's going to affect people. So let's go to this second chapter here. And, looks, and he says, and I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also the king's words that he had spoken to me. So he, he gets the king's approval, and the, and the king says, not only are, am I going to send you, but I'm going to give you some help to be able to go. You've got this vision. You're going to be able to go. And so he gets there, and he's, gonna, he's talking to the people. You know, people lived all along this wall, and it was affecting all these people. And it was in disarray. It was, there was all these areas that were ill repair. And you know, sometimes you can just put up with stuff in your life, and it's a dishonor to God. And it's, a, it's an inability to actually be connected with his glory. Because you're living right next to something that needs to be touched, that needs to be cared for. Amen? So, he's going to them and he's talking about them and he's saying what happened. He said, I went and talked to them about what God's wanting me to do here. And he said, so they said, after he, he, he gives them his whole sales pitch, have you ever been given a sales pitch and you got on board? Yeah, right. Gives them the sales pitch. It was probably a really good sermon, right? Was it a really good sermon? Because they got on board with it. What did they say? Let us do what? Rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. Huh. So, you know, when I, when I, because when I, I've, I'm familiar with this story. Anybody familiar with this story? It's kind of a, Kind of an interesting one. And there's some good things that we're going to draw out here real quick. Are you all good here this morning? This, this, I think this is good because what it's about celebration. And uh, there's, a, there's a necessity for celebration to take place for there to be a responding to what God's doing. Amen? Now, Let's look at it, go down to the 20th verse here, the second chapter. So, so I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper. So this is what happened. He got all these guys on board and they started working. Now what's interesting is you go back and you look in and it makes a whole list of everybody that got on board. Isn't it interesting how God puts this together sometimes? It's like, that's the part where you start going to sleep, you know? <laughs> when you're doing your due diligence to read the Bible, you know, it's like, wow. Meshulam, the son of, uh, as opposed to Meshulam, the son of, you know, it's like, man, do I have to really get this straight somehow? You know, I, I, probably not. But, but what I saw in this is, is really interesting. It, in fact, one of them was so-and-so and his daughters. Isn't that interesting? So you have all these different people in different capacities that are doing stuff. And I counted them and there was 49 different people that were different projects to make this happen. Is that, is that interesting? That came from one man's vision and it wouldn't have happened without him. And all he did was come and say, hey, this is for the glory of God and this is for a purpose, right? Now watch what happens with this because anytime there's a building that's inspired by the vision of God and there's a completion of it that includes a lot of different people that are doing their part to make the whole complete, there's something that happens in the glory of God. <laughs> Every person, you know, I've been seeing this in this body here. You know, there's, <laughs> I was talking to somebody recently, you know, I don't know if you're like me, but I just, I can't believe that, that every seat in this place isn't full. I mean, this is where it's happening. <laughs> not, not me. Jesus is here. Yeah. He's amazing. He's healing people. He's delivering people. He's setting people free. He's bringing revelation. He's bringing hope to people's lives. You know what I mean? And I was talking to somebody and they said, yeah, man, I can't, I can't believe that there's, you, you know, this is an amazing work that you're, that's happening here. 
And again, it's not me. It's God. God's doing stuff. Amen. And you know what has come to me over the years is we have precious people that God has called. I was thinking about that with JP. You know, JP, don't you like the way he plays the piano? First time he came, we were at a place called Worship Life. And I think there was maybe three other people there that morning. And I bought a keyboard by faith. I said, we're going to have a keyboard. And he came and he's sitting there looking up there, seeing that there's nobody playing that keyboard. And he came from a great big church up in Boston. And God told them to become a part of this body. And it's like, it's like, we didn't ask him. We didn't try to persuade him. I don't even know if we sent him a, a follow-up card. I don't know. <laughs> Did we send you a follow-up card? I don't know. Because what, what I see that is just incredibly precious is when God calls people to be a part of something. And I believe that's happened in several different uh, people that are here. But each one that comes does something that somebody else couldn't do. And what I see taking place, and you know what? God's going to do it in his timing, and His, and, and he's building things the way he's going to build it. Yeah. <laughs> and all he needs me to do is my part. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Uh, God's given me a vision for, for people to know the heart of God. I don't want to just build something. I don't want to just get a whole bunch of people to show up. Yeah. I want to know the heart of God. Now, knowing the heart of God is going to include a lot of different things. But that's why we exist here, is, is not to, to, to build ourselves up or to, 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 to feel like we're getting spiritual or something. I want to know the heart of God. First of all, I want to be passionate about him. And then anything he comes up with, I want to receive it for myself. I don't want to come up with a reason why he's not going to let me have that for some reason. Amen? <laughs> And then if I'm going to know the heart of God, I'm going to have to receive the heart of God for my life. And we, did, we had a wonderful uh, uh, session in our men's group this last Thursday. I, I, I uh, encourage you to come. It was talking about being humble before God means whatever God says about me, I do it. I don't come up with an excuse why it won't work. And, and pride says I can't do that or, or something other than that. Humility isn't putting yourself down saying you can't do something. Humility is saying, if God says I can do it, I can do it. I might not look like I can do it. I might not sound like I can do it. But if God says I can do it, humility doesn't put myself as a worm. It makes myself say like David. If that guy's uncircumcised, he's not like me. Because I am one with God and he's got to go down because I am. Amen? And that's humility. His bigger brothers on the sidelines saying we can't go against him because we don't, he's bigger than us. They were in pride. And they thought David was in pride. Anyway, let's keep going. <laughs> All right. So let's go to Nehemiah 12. So this is afterwards. They get the wall built, right? And there's a huge celebration. Oh, we got to see? That came right on cue there. There was a huge celebration. A balloon started to fall. <laughs> Now, at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness. What are they doing? They're celebrating something that God put in somebody's heart that everybody came together to make happen. Amen? So I'm seeing a vision of this with us. Can, can, can you kind of see a correlation here? Amen? Because this is something that God put in, in our hearts for people to know the heart of God on a continual basis. For it to be something where worship isn't just a song. Worship is a lifestyle. Amen? And worship is a response, an appropriate response to what you would do if God was right there at the moment. Because he is. Amen? <laughs> so... What are they doing here? Why is there a reason for celebration here today? We're not just celebrating five years. Amen? We're celebrating what God is building. And he's not done. Amen? He's working in people's lives. Every, you know, this, this is the whole purpose of it. Knowing the heart of God is knowing the heart of God for each person. 
Amen? And for it to be completed in their life. God is passionate about each one of us. Isn't that amazing? He, 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 he desires so much for us. So let me just finish this off. Both with thanksgivings and singing, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps. Um, so God is all about the construction of a dwelling place worthy of its residence. I already said this, but I, let's look at what First Peter says here. Because it refers to that. God is all about this building of something and for people to come together in this. Come and be his living stones who are continually being assembled into a sanctuary for God. Amen? What is that assembly? You know, I, I went with my brother over to Spain. Uh, I think it's in, in Madrid, Spain, where there's this cathedral still in construction. And, and um, I, I think it's still not complete. Uh, and, and you can walk through there, and there's, there's these stones that are hewn, and they're ready to be put in place, but they're just not in place yet. And, you know, uh, everyone is, is designed, it has its exact number on it. It has a specific place to go. And that's what God's doing in, in, in the construction of this dwelling place for God. Amen? That when I come, I get to fill a place that wasn't done yet. Amen? And that together we create this atmosphere of God's blessing and his praise. You know, for the, this day that we live in, it's, it's so required. This is, this is God's design for right now. Amen? And it's requiring us to get this vision for becoming this dwelling place of God. Amen? Offering up, for now you serve as holy priests, offering up spiritual sacrifices that he readily accepts through Jesus Christ. So it's interesting, back in Nehemiah, they, they put together all these choirs for the celebration. It was a huge event. And they, they had them posted in different places with all this music and all this celebration and said they did it with a loud voice. They were praising God. What? About a wall? No, about a vision being accomplished that everybody gets together on. Amen? And that's what I see happening here at, at, at New Life Church. You know, this isn't just about my view. This is something from God. Amen? And every person that takes their place becomes a reason for celebration. Isn't that cool? It's not just a wall. It's not just a building. It's not just stuff. No, it's, it's people taking their place, doing their part. It becomes, a full, it becomes reason for celebration. Now, Ephesians 2, 19. Now you are no longer strangers to God, foreigners to heaven, but you are members of God's very own body, citizens of God's country, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. What a foundation you stand on now, the apostles and the prophets. And the cornerstone of the building is Jesus Christ himself. We who believe are carefully joined together with Christ as parts of a beautiful, constantly growing temple for God. Isn't that good? And you also are joined with him and with each other by the Spirit and are part of this dwelling place of God. Amen. You know, this takes on its significance as we take on our place. And that's why this celebration, you know, we have people um, giving testimonies. But you know, for us to have a dwelling place, we have to have people serving. There's a necessity of serving. So in the celebration of this, every person that, that, that we're talking about that's a part of this body is a part that's coming to fill their place, to provide a supply that only they can provide. Amen? And the remembering of this... Uh, you, you, part, part of what this is, too, is, is when you join together. I have some pictures. I, I can't show everything that I got ready for this morning, but my wife had these pictures of these SEAL team members. You know, when they get down on the surf and they have to be tortured by the surf? I don't know if you've seen those things or not. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, but I'll get lost. That's what I got David for back there. He'll help me. Can I show you this real quick? All right. Yeah. Yeah, so these guys actually join together, and, and, and it becomes something that becomes ingrained into who they are. They get bonded together because they're going to go through things together. And this is what I see in, the, in, in these five years, but even beyond that, in the body of Christ, when you get joined together with somebody, you're going to go through something that you need somebody there that's joined together with you. 
And that's what we do with, with Nadia, with JP, with, with, you know what? We've joined together. There was a long period of time that Zach did not have what his heart desired yet. And we do join together. Yeah. Amen? I have family members that have gone through cancer. We have family members here today that have gone through things. And we need to join together. Amen? That is where the proving time comes. Let me just... Let me just go through this. So here they are. <laughs> These pretty gnarly guys. See, they're, they're... Because it's very necessary for, for when God's doing something for us to... So what, what happens when we celebrate, when we, we, when we elevate what God's doing? And, 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 you know, they could have said, well, we got the wall done. Let's just go back to whatever we were doing. And the significance of that would have been lost. And the glory of God would have been lost. When God does something and you fail to celebrate it, you miss out on its purpose of preparation for what God has yet to do. Does that make sense? <laughs> so God's fixing to do some stuff that he needs to celebrate what he's done. And what he's doing right now. You see that? How important it is. So what celebration is, it's not just a party, it's the elevation of value of something that's been done. Amen? Can you see that? And every time you celebrate it, you're giving value to it and its potential to take you to some other place. Amen? All right. So let me just, uh, oh, let me just, let me just refer to something real quick that happened in this same uh, book. So Nehemiah, all these people that had been uh, in Jerusalem that were working on the wall, that were working on these things, they discovered the books of the law. And here they were, they were responding to Nehemiah's vision that he had prayed to God to give him. And uh, they discovered the, the books of the law that referred to how they should be living. How they should be serving God. And what did they immediately do? They started grieving. They became fearful. They became condemned. They became discouraged. They became hopeless. And what happened in that period of time is, is what did God say to them in that? He said, this is not a day of mourning. When you find out what God has for you, it's not a time to go into mourning. It's not a time to, to become discouraged and hopeless. It's a time for rejoicing and celebration. And this is where we get, get this is a day, this is a day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made, Right? Did you know that that's where that came from? <laughs> Said, this isn't the time. This is a time for celebration. Because this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm excited about this, this opportunity. We, we have five years, and we've gone through a lot of things with a lot of people in this time. And Satan comes against us, and like a flood, the Spirit of God comes in and, and, and creates a standard that he can't resist. Amen? So I just want to say this. I'm just going to go through some things real quick that do kind of give you an idea of where we're at. Our purpose is to know God, know the heart of God. That's what we're about. And in the heart of God is acceptance without judgment. In the heart of God is seeing, nurturing, celebrating the good. In the heart of God is promoting, establishing loyalty to the end. That means I'm going to be here for you no matter what. And this is where we are. We don't, we don't kick people out. We don't. <laughs> We're here for you. Amen. Because that's the heart of God. Aren't you glad he's that way? He doesn't push us out because we stink or something. Okay. It, it magnifies and promotes excellence over error. It's, it's saying, what's right? Let's start to promote the right. Let's don't just 
pull down what's wrong. We'll correct the wrong with right. Amen. <laughs> Overcome evil with good. All right. So our vision is imagine a New Life Church as a family known for gathering and experiencing change that empowers us to reach Liberty Hill and beyond with the heart of God. So the purpose we come here, and we want, we'd like it to be known far and wide that we, when we come here, we change. Amen? Y'all are so wonderful the way you are, but you need some change. Right? <laughs> and that's how God loves us. He loves us the way we are, but he doesn't leave us that way. If he really loved us, he would, he can't leave us the way we are. Amen? He makes us change. So this is, this is our, our vision. Now, everything about making that happen, there's a lot of details that can come into that. And our mission for this year, this is something that some of our leadership we've come up with. We've been talking about connection, haven't we? And connection isn't just something that we do with God. It's something that all of us become responsible for. If somebody's, what we need in this church body is not for people to just come and just, just to receive. We need them to be connected, Amen. to be serving, to be complete, to become a part of the celebration, right? And so for that to happen, there's got to be some growth here. And you know what? We've been experiencing that. Man, at Resurrection Sunday, we had such a, a full place here and it was so much fun. But you know what? Why it's, why it's special is because every person. Amen? Yeah. Now, this becomes not just my responsibility. Well, it's not anyway, but, but it's all of us. Right. Amen? For people not to just show up, right. but for them to connect to the heart of God, start repairing the wall. They're part of the wall. Amen? And for the celebration to be one of God's vision being accomplished in people's hearts and lives. Amen? So for that to happen, we're, we, you know, sometimes you got to put, a, you gotta put a, a metric on things. We want to see some difference. We don't want to just have it be the same next year. And if, if it's going to be fruitful, if it's going to be built by, by God, there should be some change. So let's see 20%. Growth in every quarter in this in this next year. Could we could we do that? So that's actually our mission. Now there's a lot of things we can do, and we you know we got follow up, we got invitations, got a lot of other things that that make that happen. But how's that going to happen? We gotta we gotta have this as our mission going forward. So this is our the one we can see right away here. Strategies for that to happen, man. We gotta worship God ourselves. Amen. You can't lead anybody to something you're not experiencing yourself. You can't connect anybody to a God that you're not worshiping yourself. Not just on Sundays, but out throughout the week. Because it's your testimony that speaks much louder than anything you will say. The walk of your life. Amen. Nobody's going to want to be like you if you're not walking like God. Amen. I'd like to introduce you to God. I really don't know too much about him. He didn't impress me too much. I don't really walk with him too much, but I think you might. <laughs> Doesn't work that way, right? No, worship has to be something that we live in, move in, have our being. And if we're going to worship him, we're going to have to care what he says about stuff. And what he says about stuff becomes things that we humble ourselves to. Amen? Yeah. And then if he says something... I'm going to serve what he says. Amen. He calls me. I follow. I, I serve his purpose. It's not mine anymore. It's no longer I that lives, but a Christ that lives in me. Amen. And then that's going to include outreach. That's going to be something that's beyond us. And I believe God's leading us in a lot of these ways that, that man, again, everybody that he's calling into here are gifted in, in unique and special ways. That sometimes there's, there's things that you have that are going to enable all of these different things. That what you have is, a, is something in your heart that when you worship God, when you, when, you, um, when you are receptive to his word, when you're responding to his voice in your spirit, he's put a gift inside of you that's going to open up a whole avenue of ministry. Amen. 
And it ha- it's take, getting out of our, our seeing ourself and saying, God, what do you see in me? Yeah. Amen? But that happens together. <laughs> and then we get to build our part of the wall. God's wanting to build some wall, uh, repair some walls in Liberty Hill. Amen? Yeah. And, they, and, we, and, and, and what a glory to God. What a celebration to God that's going to be but you know what? He's already begun now. He's doing it right now. Amen? I do not want to discount what God's doing now, hoping for something else. I want to celebrate what he's doing right now. Amen? But God's provision. Yeah. Can we lift our voices and just begin to praise God, celebrating what he's brought us to? Amen? Celebrating new life in Christ. Glory to our God. We celebrate you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 (laughs) Yes. Praise you, Lord God. 